Hey everyone, today we want to talk about a subject that no one wants to talk about, and that's pace of play. We all know how it is when you get out there on the course, especially on the weekends, and you have those long five and a half, six hour rounds. Yes, I said six hours. When you leave the house, you assume that you can probably be done in four, four and a half, but we all know when we get behind a certain group, um, it could it can go up to six hours. And I think that's what's uh, affecting golf as far as, you know, people falling in love with the game. That's the frustrating part of the game is pace of play. So the USGA over the last few years have been trying to figure out a way to reduce the time spent on the golf course. Even though it is pleasurable to be out there playing golf, um, no one wants to be out there forever. So the governing bodies tried to change the rules to assist with this pace of play issue. And one of the way they changed the rules were, especially for the amateur golfers, were to, um, if you hit your ball out of bounds, that you were able to go down on the line where you hit it out of bounds and drop it, actually drop it in the fairway um, where you cross the OB and hit your fourth shot from there. Yeah, I know no one wants to hit fourth their fourth shot from the from the fairway when it's a par four. But you hit it out of bounds, so you just gotta pay the penalty. So that speeds the game up. Um, you still had the option to re-tee and hit your third your um, third shot uh, from the tee box. Or you can go down the fairway and take your four. I think just for the pace of play, you should just take it in the fairway. Unless you got a lot of money on it and you think you can hit a better shot and get closer um, to the green and hit a good fourth shot onto the green from there. But I think you should just take it and if you can drop it in the fairway. It's not like you have to drop it in the rough. You can drop it in the fairway and hit your fourth shot on the green. And that's supposed to speed up the game. I mean, so you can imagine that everyone that's out there playing golf, whether it's during the week or during the weekend, and everyone's hitting their ball out of bounds. And some people don't want to believe that their ball is out of bounds, so they go spend... For some reason, five minutes to look for a ball that everyone clearly saw go out of bounds or go OB. They hope it stayed in somehow. Um, even though the ball should stick up like a sore thumb and you'll see it right away. Um, they want to take over, take about five minutes to look for the ball. And again, that, that hurts the pace of play. It's just golf. Take your drop. Try to finish that hole the best you can and move on to the next hole. I also think they should look at not punishing the golfer for hitting a good shot. Like actually hitting the ball in the fairway. Another rule they should change is when you hit your ball, you hit a good shot. You don't hit it out of bounds. You hit a good shot into the fairway, and your ball is sitting in a, a divot because someone before you didn't fill their divot with sand. So now your ball, half your ball is in a divot in the middle of the fairway after you hit a really good shot. So now you're being penalized for something that the person or the previous player have done um, by not filling their, their divot. So I think that's something that the USGA should definitely look at. I mean, not punishing players for hitting a good shot. You know, I think that would help the game. If, if your ball is on a divot in the fairway, just take it out of the divot, repair the divot so the next guy don't have to face the same issue, and just move your ball an inch to the left or to the right and hit your shot on the green and keep it moving. And yeah, you have to sit there for four minutes to try to figure out how I'm going to get this ball out of this divot and on the green. Again, I think this will help the pace of play. I just think that it's something that the governing body should take a serious consideration at looking at to improve the game. 
And there's a lot of things that you can also do to speed up the game. When I say you, I mean you as a player. You can you can make things a lot easier on on your group and the people behind you if you you know just follow certain processes and certain steps um, before you approach a ball and just have your thoughts already you know pretty much uh, figured out. And I'll give you one. Um, you can kind of approximate or kind of guesstimate uh, about how far you are from the green. So take that information and um, as you approach your ball, you can just figure it out by looking at where the 150 is and grab a few clubs that you think that's going to be either either by that 150 or inside of that 150 or a little bit behind that 150. So that's three clubs. Take those three clubs out there with you and your rangefinder and just shoot the flag. And after you shoot the flag, now you have your clubs right there by your side. You can choose which one of those three to hit your shot to the green. I've seen guys that will walk out in the fairway with no clubs at all. Sometimes they won't even have a rangefinder. And then when they walk out there, they, they try to figure it out. So they go back and get the rangefinder. And they go back to the middle of the fairway without the clubs, shoot the flag, go back, grab a couple of clubs, go back again, shoot the flag. And they realize, uh, maybe I should get another club. So they go back to the cart again, get another club, go back to the fairway, and they're still trying to decide between those two or three clubs they have, which one do they want to hit. See, you have to figure all that out. It shouldn't take that long. You can do that in less than, I think you can do that in less than two minutes. You go out there, you grab three clubs in approximate range. You take your range finder. You shoot it, pick the club you think is going to best get you closer to the flag, hit your shot, keep it moving. That's all you have to do. I mean, it's not a life or death situation out there. Just just do that. Take a few clubs in your rangefinder and um, hit your shot. And some people say, what if I don't have a rangefinder? Okay, well, you take your three, still the same three clubs because you, you already know the approximate range. You already know that you're within 150 or inside of 150 or a little bit outside of 150. You take those three clubs and you make that decision as you're walking over there. And you're looking to see where the flag is. And looking to see where the trouble is. And you drop your club. Hit your shot. Pick up the other two clubs. Go back to your cart. Keep it moving. Picking up the pace of play. That's all we're trying to do here is improve the game so that it'll be enjoyable for everyone. Um, some people don't have range finders. You have the watch. That's even better. You can look at your watch. Take your clubs. Because you already know before you even get out there. How far you have. So grab those three clubs when you get to your destination in the middle of the fairway, where your ball is. Now your watch is going to give you a more accurate distance. And you grab that right club out of those three and you hit your shot. That's all that's all it takes. And that, I'm talking in reference to if it's car path only. If there if it's not car path only, your card is right there. So you shoot it, and after you see a distance. You grab one of the club and you hit your shot, put your club in the bag, keep it moving. You say, well, it's not that simple. Yeah, it is that simple. That's all you have to do. If you're playing with two or three other folks and they're outside of you, you can figure it out before you get there. You can start thinking about it before you get to your ball. I know you can't get in front of them because they have to hit their shot, but you can already, you can look at from where you're, you know, you're standing 
to which clubs you may have to hit to the green. And when you get there, you execute. You hit the flag with your rangefinder, or you look at your watch, grab your club, hit your shot, keep it moving. I see some people that won't do that until after everyone hit, and then they decide to go do that. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you sitting in the cart? Why are you sitting in the cart instead of trying to decide what's your next step in the fairway or in the rough, wherever you are? You should start planning and plotting that out before you even get to your ball. That's course management and that's pace of play in general. So that's something I think a lot of people need to work on, picking up the pace of play. And this is a pet peeve of mine. I try not to do it, um, but sometimes I'm outruled, outvoted, is if we're already playing a foursome and we see a friend in front of us that's a single or a friend behind us that's a, that's a single and they say, you can join us. To me, that's not picking up the pace of play. I think that's hurting the pace of play. The, the pace of play. It's hurting the pace of play because I know some people are going to say, well, you all are together now, so no one has to wait. But you have six people or you have five people in one group. And if five people hit bad shots, everyone wants to help each other look for the ball instead of going to their ball. So that's going to take a longer period of time. Or if one or two guys hit a bad shot, the other three guys who know they have good shots, they go over there and they try to help them find the ball before they hit their shot. And after they take 10 minutes apiece to help them find other, to help the other two guys find their ball, then they go back and they go through that whole process I just mentioned as far as getting their distance, <laughs> trying to figure out which club they're going to hit, and then they hit their shot. So now they're in the fairway for damn near 20 minutes. And that's not good pace of play. Okay, so if it's four of us already and then we see one guy in front of us or one guy behind us, maybe one of us should drop back, play with that guy. One of us should move up, play with that guy. So now you have a twosome and then you have a threesome. So now you have a twosome in play in front of you and then you have a threesome behind them. Everyone's flowing, not holding anyone up. If one guy up there hit a bad shot, the other guy can hit his shot, help him, make a decision, go from there. You don't have a search party. You don't have a posse up there looking for one ball. It's all about course management. It's all about um, being considerate to the other golfers that's out there on the course. I think once we get that's I mean that's another subject there. Once once we can be more considerate about the other golfers, then pace of play will come naturally. But. And I know we all can agree that we've seen this happen before. You have one group out there that seems like they think they own the entire course. It's their private course. Just for them. Just those four people. So they're out there. They got the music playing. They're out there laughing. There's nothing wrong with having a good time. But do it in a time span. In the fairway or wherever. Where you're not holding up the group behind you. They up there chatting, no clubs in their hand, and then you gotta yell, hey, and then everybody wanna go grab a cart, I mean, go grab a club out of the cart and start trying to decide what they wanna hit. What were you guys talking about? What was so important that you know, no one has a, had a club in their hand? It's like everyone convened in one little circle and had a you know, kumbaya moment in the middle of the fairway with no clubs, just 
some beer and it's almost like they're in their backyard just having a cookout. Pace of play is important, guys. If we want to grow this game, we have to make sure that it's enjoyable to everyone. Not just you and your crew, or you and your clique, or you and your fivesome. It has to be enjoyable for everyone. So when you step on that course, just be considerate to the person in front of you, behind you. And you say, well, pace of play, why are you worried about the person in front of you? Because people hit down on people. That's when you have that angry golfer because of pace of play. We all know that person, that angry golfer. He's supposed to be out there having a good time, but before he even stepped out of his car and put his golf shoes on, he's already in an angry mood about what he's not going to deal with today, what he's not going to take today. So he gets on the first tee box. Haven't hit a ball yet. He's on the first tee box. He don't know if you just hit five minutes ago, ten minutes ago. He gets up there. This is if you don't have someone, you know, up there at um, a marshal or anything up there. You know, a starter. He gets up there and see in the fairway, and the first thing he does is starts yelling. Hey, hey, get out of the fairway. Come on, pick it up, pick it up. Because he's in a rush. He just got out of the car. He wanted to do his four-hour round and get home to his family. Not thinking that, hey, you want the same thing. You want to just enjoy your day and go home and enjoy the rest of your day with your family. So you hit a good shot. You're in the fairway about to shoot the flag and got your clubs. And you hear somebody yelling who just pulled up on the tee box. Screaming at you. Get out of the fairway. Come on. Come on. So you're starting off on the wrong foot, guy. You're on the wrong. You're starting off on the wrong foot. If you if you're playing by yourself and you see this guy up there by himself, let him hit his shot. Maybe you guys will catch up with each other along the way, and now you can play as a twosome. Have a good, enjoyable day of golf. Then when you get back in your car, you can say, "Oh man, I met a really cool, cool guy today. Nice dude." We play some golf, exchange numbers. And if I see him out here again, or if I come out here, I can give him a call and we can play together. That's what the game is about. Not about you coming out all grumpy and yelling and, you know, ready to bite off the first head that you see out there. Enjoy the game. Meet people. Never know what you have in common with the, other, with the next golfer. You can go to the 19th hole and have a couple of beers and talk about golf or talk about life that's what the game is about it's about spending that time out there on the course on a beautiful day enjoying the game a beautiful game interacting with beautiful people that's what the game is about that's what the game of golf is about so we all know how pace of play can take you Either way, up or down, it can make you, you know, you can be down on your day because things are going so slow. Or you can just take up the, you know, you know, look at the more positive sides of the, of the situation. Like, hey, I'm out here playing golf. At least I'm out here playing golf. There's a lot of people that can't enjoy this game the way I can. Because they're sitting up in a hospital in critical condition or, you know, they have a sickness that don't allow them to come out there and play. You have that privilege. Enjoy that game. Enjoy those people. Enjoy that moment. That's what the game is about. That's what the game of golf is about. 
you know, last few weeks, the last few episodes, I talked about um, improving how you play. I talked about some rules, know the rules. I talked about um, what's going on currently in golf. But this one is something that we can all agree that can always be approved, can always be approved upon, and that's picking up the pace of play and still enjoying the game. There's a lot of other things you can do out there, you know, for pace of play. So this year, I, I just started walking, you know, and I was one of those guys in the cart that thought that, hey, as soon as I saw someone walking in front of me, it's going to be a long day. But now, as a walker myself, I realize that's not the case. If you're out there walking, your pace of play should be even better than a guy that's driving the cart. Because you already know what direction you hit your ball. And you're walking straight to your ball. Or straight to the area where your ball is. So as you're walking to your ball, a lot of stuff should be going on in your head. You should be thinking, how far out am I? What club am I going to hit when I get to that ball? Should I chip it back into play if I'm out of play? Is that a bad situation over there? Is that a good situation that I can get up and down from? All of those type of things should be going through your head as you're approaching that ball. And this is something else I found out. It's just enjoyable. Walking, especially if you got your earplugs in, you listen to music, the, the, the air is, 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 is nice, the, the, you know, the sun is on your skin, you're out there enjoying the game, music, walking, getting exercise, breathing that nice air. So you should be in a really good chippy mood, you know, nice happy mood to go up there and hit that ball. Even if it's in a bad situation. Chip it back in the fairway. Keep it, keep it moving. Just keep on playing. You know, you don't have to, again, make life decisions. Just have your thoughts already kind of figured out to some degree until you get to that ball. You may have to make some changes in what you were thinking before you got to it. But the majority of your decisions should have, have already been made in your head before you got to that ball. As to how you're going to get out of that situation or how you're going to approach that green from where you are. Again, that will improve the pace of play. And another way you can improve the pace of play is knowing what club you're going to hit off that tee box. I mean, before you even get to the next hole, or I know everybody say, I don't know what I'm going to hit because I might not know I played the course before. Yeah, that's fine. I agree with that. But when you get to that tee box and you see your distance of your 387 out or 425 out, And you see how wide the fairway is or how narrow the fairway is. What hazards you have to your left, right, or in front of you. Those are quick decisions that we have to make. And if you're one of those people that grab driver for every hole, yeah, more than likely you're going to be making other decisions when you get out there in the fairway or looking for your ball wherever your ball went. Because you have to plan that out as well. Should I hit a three wood? Should I just get an iron and just put it in the fairway? Just keep the trouble out of, you know, out of the picture. 
I mean, you can you have to do those things. You have to make those decisions. Golf is not just getting up. And I see people do it, getting up, hitting the ball, move to the next spot, hit the ball again, move to the next spot, hit, figure out what you're going to do. And your game will become a lot better. You won't have to make so many decisions because you'll be hitting one shot to the fairway, another shot to the green. You'll be either be on the green or off the green. You chip or you come out of the bunker onto the green. You take two or three putts and then you move on to the next hole. Course management equals pace of play. It's that simple. The way you manage that course for your round of golf will reflect how the pace of play go, not just for you. It's a chain reaction. How pace of play is going to go that day on that course for everyone. Yes, the decision that you're making is affecting everyone on that course for those four and a half hours. Hopefully four and a half hours. Because if you get out there and you don't know what you're going to do, you don't have an idea what you want to shoot, you just want to go out there and hack it around, then you may just probably want to just go to the range, just hit the ball. If that's all you want to do. If that was your plan before you left the house, I want to just go out there and smack the ball around and drink some beer and have fun. Go to the range and do that. Yeah, I know that sounds kind of cruel. I'm not trying to be cruel. But you're affecting everyone's day by not being prepared when you go out to that golf course. Your decisions are affecting everyone, not just on the course, but their day. You're affecting their day. Because they could have been finished an hour or sooner, and now that's an hour they took away from their family. So have your thoughts and have your plans of what you want to shoot. I usually have a, a number that I want to shoot in my head, or if I'm not playing well, an, an, another number that I would accept on a bad day of golf. And if it gets that bad, I just I would just say, okay, well, let me wrap this up, maybe go to the range and hit some balls because I'm just taking up a lot of people's time today, not just my own. And all he wants, ah, well, I, I paid my money, so I'm gonna go enjoy it, even if it takes seven hours. Yeah, you're right. You have that right. I'm not saying you don't have that right. You can't go out there and take seven hours and ruin everyone's day and you can have yourself a good time. You can do that. But I think you should probably just think about everyone, including yourself, but everyone else when you go out there. Pace of play. Pace. Meaning how it's flowing or something moving forward and play mean you're playing the game pace of play not I don't care about pace and hack I'm just gonna hack it around and I don't care about the pace but if you can if you're concerned or you consider it about others and you care about the pace of play respect it try to respect it that's why we fall in love with this game so we can enjoy it. So go out there and enjoy it. I'm not telling anyone not to go out there with their friends and have some beer and enjoy the game. I'm just saying be considerate to others. That's that's all I'm saying when you go out there. If your intention is to give me a bad day 
hey, I'm going to single myself out so I can play crappy. Yeah, you're right. If you get in front of me and you play super, super slow, it's going to affect my game. So you won. If that, if that was your goal that day, you won because it's going to, it's going to affect my game. I'm going to try to do my best to not let it affect my game. I'm going to do my best to play my best game even though you're not respecting the pace of play. But I will be sitting here lying to everyone if I say that someone hacking the ball around and just taking 10, 11, 12 strokes on one hole and he's doing that almost every other hole is not going to affect me. I will, be, I will be lying. I will just be simply lying. It will affect my game. When I first took up golf, I was considerate to golfers without even really knowing the game. And what I mean by that is I went to a nine-hole course where I was shooting 50s and 60s for nine holes. But I did have enough understanding to know that that's horrible golf and I'm going to affect the guys out there that can replay. So what I decided to do was to go out there and try to get better on that nine-hole course. And I would try to go as early as possible so I won't affect those people on that nine-hole course. And my graduation was dependent upon me being able to shoot better than 50. That's something that I set for myself. I wanted to become a student of the game. So I got CDs and I got books and I read. So I was already respectful of pace of play before I even stepped out there. So I decided to go out in the course. And when I can break 50, then I'll go out there and try to play some golf with the big boys. Meaning that I'll go out there and try to play with people that been playing this game for years. Didn't, I didn't even know all the rules. I was walking in people's line when they were about to putt, not, not, not understanding that I was stepping on their line and affecting their putt. But I learned that on that nine-hole course, how to respect the game and respect the pace of play. So when I got out there on the 18-hole course, you would not have known that I was just learning the game. Because I wanted to prepare myself before I hit that 18 holes. So that's all I'm asking all the golfers out there to do from this point on, if you're not already doing it, is that when you go out there to enjoy your game of golf with your friends or by yourself in practice mode, still try to be respectful to the pace of play and the players behind you, the players in front of you, don't hit down on them because now you want to rush and get through your four and a half hours. If they wave you up, if you don't want to go up, just slight, you know, just be kind and put your hand up and say, oh, no, thank you, I'm in practice mode. Just take your time. I'm fine. Or you can go up there and join them, shake their hand, introduce yourself, and then you guys can have a good time out there together. And you meet it, and then you, you know, in this case, you meet a good, good friend or another golfer that you can always see out there and join and enjoy the game with. That's what this game is about. It's a gentleman, gentlewoman, gentle person game.
hope you guys enjoyed this episode and i hope that you can improve your pace of play i will continue to try to improve my pace of play go out there and enjoy the game and as usual i would like to thank you guys for listening to slash golf talk and i'll see you guys next week i'm going to have a guest and we're going to talk about fitness and um being able to recover from injuries when you're out there playing the game so i look forward to talking to you guys again next week thank you guys for listening to slash golf talk take care hit them straight enjoy the game Beautiful.